Man, I just went out in the evening and I came back and it feels like. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, basically, I finished my hotel management and I joined uh, Park Sheraton in the front office um, in the reception. Um, that was the plan. That was my career plan to be in hotels. But uh, I always did night night duty in the front office. And uh, at that time, Gatsby 2000 was located at um, uh, was part of uh, Park Sheridan. So I used to do the night shift and I used to see these really cool people walking across. And I was telling my uh, colleague, I was like, uh, dude, where, where are these cool people hanging out? It's like, oh, Gatsby 2000. It's like, how do I get a job there? It's like, ah, no, you can't. I was like, okay, that's interesting. So basically, uh, I always wanted to be uh, in the night uh, in the event scene. So even as my final uh, project uh, in hotel management, uh, I did um, the project of how to start up a nightclub, profit and loss, everything. So basically, but not from a DJing point, more from an operation point. That was my idea. I always wanted to be there and then grow into the event manager of the hotel. So my plan was when I had the opportunity. So at that time, uh, George was the resident DJ of uh, Gatsby 2000. He used to hang in the back office and he was like, oh, man, I'm working too hard. I need an assistant. So I jumped at the opportunity thinking that if I get my foot in the door, because this friend of mine was like, dude, you can't get in. So if I get my foot in the door, I would work my way into operations. But when I joined DJing, it uh, kind of just changed everything. And then I just... Uh, stuck to it so george at that time was uh, the uh, resident dj head dj of uh, gatsby 2000 he was working i think crazy like um, seven days a week i don't know if that time uh, gatsby was closed uh, a day or it was operating all seven days so he was coming in every day and it was the first nightclub of chennai right so uh, he was coming in every day and so he used to come to the back office sit down and have you know have a midnight stack with us and he would always like, ah, dude, I'm overworked. I need somebody to take on some responsibilities and help me get a day off. So I jumped into the opportunity of, of the sole purpose of getting into Gatsby 2000 and working my way to the events. Um, DJing was honestly, um, it was not a, uh, it was not something that I thought I would do. Uh, but the opportunity came to be a DJ. I said I would get in and then work my way back. But I just stuck. Uh, I mean, for me, I walked into the DJ booth the first time. I still remember it looked like a spaceship, you know, because uh, I don't know if you've seen the Gatsby 2000, if you ever get, got around to see the old Gatsby 2000 uh, DJ booth. It was this small black booth. Oh, not small. It was pretty big black booth. But and, and the whole club would be dark. And when you open the door, you'd see all these lights. Uh, you'd see all these lights uh, in the booth. It looked like a spaceship, dude. So I was like amazed. When I moved to Gatsby 2000, I was uh, training under George. Um, so he's the one who actually taught me everything. Um, I initially was, uh, so it's very funny, like how now the DJing schools, you start off and you straight away get uh, hands-on experience on the decks. For the first three months, I was only vacuuming and cleaning the amplifier and the decks. So I didn't even get to touch the decks till three months. So yeah, so he's the one who taught, taught me how to DJ and... Uh, and from there, it's uh, yeah. It was the Denon two thousand five hundred, I believe, and the mixer was the uh, Rain, but not the Rotary. It's the sliders and the two Technics twelve hundreds. And the cool thing with Gatsby was uh, they 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 gave us the music. We didn't have to as DJs, you didn't have to carry your own music. So you had to play from their sort of database. Uh, so you, so I have to study 
every single CD and every single CD had a slot. So you couldn't change because then we won't know when you are playing which CD is where, right? So at one point, uh, after, a, after a while, I kind of knew, so my hand would just go uh, to that CD. And I play. Because otherwise, imagine at that time, if you know your folder, it's easy, right? But if you don't know the folder, you're thinking, okay, maybe I can play, I don't know, some track that comes to mind. And then you're like, I don't know where the CD is, right? So I had to literally study each, uh, uh, what do you say, kind of the, the CD's rack and where each CD is and, and everything had a place. And if we moved it, it would just get like crazy. So, yeah, so my DJing started in uh, Gatsby 2000 under George. Uh, he's the one who taught me everything. It was a membership club. So the, 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 the age, uh, the people who could uh, actually afford the membership over there were much uh, 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 senior people. I mean, the more older people. So musically, it was it was everything. It was a mixed bag. We would play, uh, at that time, pop, uh, retro, a lot of retro because a lot of older people. So that's why I can still play like a retro set. <laughs> and so on. I can't do anything in between. I can either do the techno or I can do the retro. I can't do anything in between. So basically, I left uh, Gatsby uh, and moved to HFO. And HFO, we had uh, three DJs. Uh, and so we decided that each one will take on a particular um, style. So we don't kind of cross uh, 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 tracks or, you know, make it too repetitive uh, in the sense because you can't keep a track of what the other guy is playing or whatever. So we each decided that we'll do. So one guy decided to do the R&B, pop and hip hop. Uh, and retro, which is Rudy, uh, and uh, Sid would do the more housier sound. And at that time, I was playing a lot more trance, so I would do trance. Uh, the nineties, uh, uh, Ferry Costin, and uh, and uh, I don't know Judge Jules or whatever. You know, at that time was uh, happening. So it was a lot of trance. It was a lot of uh, British influenced trance because that's the only. Keep in mind, we would not we would not have uh, what do you say. Uh, uh, computers so it was only Napster and it was only what you would see in compilations like uh, clubbing guide to Ibiza clubbing guide to ministry of sound or whatever you know and then you would get crasher and then you would pick up and say oh this is cool and you would try it in Napster and in all probability you will get the mix the track from the mix itself and we would actually play that so it was it was, it was uh, fun uh, but yeah that's that's where I got into trying a particular genre but if you're asking me when I moved to techno, it would it would be my first trip to Ibiza in 2000. That kind of changed my life. And I saw Swen. <laughs> That's what happened. And it was I went to the first Cocoon party. I think it was season two of Cocoon. I remember walking into Amnesia. I think we would have been the only four Indians that walked into Amnesia at that time. Uh, I didn't see anybody else. Not even the British Indians. Like it was, we were just proper four brownish dark brownish guys walking in uh and uh we walked in at 11 30 because we thought we won't get we'll get uh rejected being indian you know and uh so we get there at 11 30 doors open at 11 we were there at 11 30 we walked in and there was 140 bpm playing at 11 30 11 30 and at that time i didn't know what techno was and i i got some small samples of music and uh it's like, what, what is this you know it's like techno yeah, okay, it's cool, but I was still swaying towards the Ferry Gosson and things like that. But I walked in there and and the music was amazing. And I was like, dude, what am I playing if this is what these guys are playing? It's like, I literally came back and I gave away my CDs. 
I said, no, I'm going to start fresh. This is bullshit. I'm not even, uh, you know, this is not even, to me at that time, this was not even music. It was like, it was something I was just doing to survive. Uh, these guys were at least 10, 15 years ahead of what the hell was going on in India. So I, that's when I kind of got into the whole techno and uh, I started reading more about it, knowing my artists and things like that. So yeah, I would say, so it's Cocoon for me is still very close, even though they have changed uh, what they are today than what they were before. But to me, it's close because it's changed my entire life. So, wow, man, Speed was uh, was was like uh, home, home, home for me. It was like, uh, I don't know, it was some place where uh, I thought, so uh, after I left HFO, uh, I didn't think there would be another, dare I say, another HFO. But uh, I think speed kind of filled that void a bit where it was it was all about uh, you could do whatever you want. Every, nobody had a, a problem with the curation. Like, you know, the management didn't have to answer why they're booking so-and-so. So it was really cool. The vibe was great. It was more intimate. It was uh, So for me, I think uh, speed came in the right time to fill that void after HFO and for the lot of new people, maybe Speed would have been the HFO. Like how for a lot of other people, HFO was, you know, uh, uh, HFO and EC41 was a change. You know, everybody was like, wow, these guys are doing something cool. But I think for the the next set of people, Speed would have been that. I think it was that rather. Not, at that time, I would think uh, Techno actually came in. Because like I said, while I was getting out of uh, HFO is when I got into techno myself. So by the time I left HFO and moved to Dubai, I was already only playing techno. Like it was like I was already playing, I think, 140 BPM at that time, you know. And uh, so for me to have an outlet, it was speed. Because in India, I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of India, but uh, in uh, Chennai, for me, the outlet was only speed. So I think, yeah, they did bring, they didn't, they did bring and uh, showcase that sound a lot more and expo uh, give uh, exposure for a lot of people. But going back uh, to what you said, I, I on my nights is the more I used to I used to have uh, arguments with Zaire where I tell him no, I don't want anybody to warm up for me because at that time, just like what you said, I didn't want anybody to play anything else. And then there was no story for me. It has to be a story because if you're walking in and I don't want it to be like uh, there, there, there. It has to be a story. And I don't know what the story is. At that point, I'll have to think about what the story is. But it has to be a story. Only then you're going to enjoy the music. Uh, it's very easy for somebody to come and play 20 tracks and leave. But where is the soul? Where is the passion? Where is the, where is the story? Where is everything? You know? So for me, that was important. And Speed gave me the opportunity of, yeah, okay, do what you want. You know? And then I would come in. At, I still remember I would go in there at like 7, 7 p.m. And I would start playing my records. And, and everybody would be like, no, no, no. You can play later. And it's like, no, I actually like playing i get used to the sound and i i can set my pace you know so it kind of just helps me so yes they did they did a lot they they gave the platform they gave the exposure yeah it's so zaire i don't know how many people know that zaire and me actually started working in uh hfo together so he used to manage the the door and uh while uh i was so that's my first uh meet with him and if you have followed zaire's uh trends and style, you know what a difference it's made, what a difference he is from what it was and things. So Zaire for me is that that guy who, is, uh, who makes the party for me, you know, he's always that fun guy, smiling, uh, you know, uh, full of energy. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad he, you know, he got, 
for a long time we were wondering whether he would stick in nightlife because uh, it was more like he was doing that as a part time to make extra money while he goes to college at four but uh, yeah it's awesome I, it's great that he took it on and i think he's he's an awesome uh, what do you say kind of uh, awesome at what he does zaire is uh, for me uh, zaire is uh, we 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 kind of bonded off like right, straight off from uh, from the job uh, like uh, it was really me and zaire basically from uh, hfo right so we just uh, straight off we just uh, kicked it off i mean uh, he loved uh, he, he used to tell the best places to eat around hfo uh, um uh, you know he he was just a ball of energy so it was like awesome like i really we had a really really good time uh, i think for me my best time of my life was hfo hfo was and for me uh, the people who were with me in hfo i still you know i have a lot of uh, mc manoj who used to own the club i still am in touch with him and i have so much of uh, you know respect and regard for him and what what we had done at that time and so for me that that family was something else so for me zaire again it was uh, it was it, it, he's like a you know like a brother everybody is like you know rudy zaire all all like brothers we were like uh, we were going everywhere coming to work imagine you these are the three uh, i mean these are the guys you're seeing pretty much six nights of the week uh you're living and uh, at that time zaire and uh, rudy was also they used to uh you know we they used to go back home because it was late and i know rudy was staying far away and so we literally we would go back home and come back to work and again go back home and come back to work so it was like a uh, family man and so uh, for me zaire is like uh, like i don't know it's just uh, it's just always there it's like on pillar you know always there so yeah i think he opened a lot of doors because after hfo um like i said uh, hfo we were just a uh, a uh, kind of touching the 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 surface if uh, if anything you know because uh, uh, thankfully at that time uh, the the guys who who ran hfo gave us a free hand uh, and they were like you you guys do your thing you guys are the dj's you're supposed to be creative so do your thing as long as we are make you know you don't lose the crowd so we internally sat we decided that there would be a certain time for each music uh and it was always the case that i would take on at the end because my sound was more i go thinking back again i don't think it was that crazy what i'm playing now i don't think it was much but at that time it felt like it was the crazier sound you know what i mean and uh so that only only touched the surface it was not even uh, going anywhere so i think zahir uh what he had done with speed kind of just opened a lot more doors because he took a lot from uh, we 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 as a group we learned a lot from hfo how the people ran it how uh, uh you know a boss was treating his uh, employees it was awesome i never ever thought i was going to work as always it was friends even even mc was a friend he was never like a boss to us he would he would he would sit down and he would talk and he would give his opinion and he would say what do you think you know it was awesome so zaid took away from that and what he did with speed was something else because he opened a lot of doors because till that time till hfo uh, there was no bookings regionally we were the first guys to do bookings regionally uh, we thought that it was good to have people from bombay come in have people from bangalore come in it's a whole other thing that we didn't take it back that you know it was a it was a thing but we thought that that was the way forward and 
I'm glad Zayed took that on and he took it to another level because he's now started booking genre based you know he had uh, one guy to do house he had one guy to do drum and bass or you know he had one guy to do techno and he and he kind of opened the doors of a lot of uh, in a lot of ways for different electronic music uh, sounds so so i think uh, yeah with speed and his his is what he took away from uh, hfo i think i think he has played a i would think he played a he played a pretty good role in uh, in in giving the platform and maybe in a way putting us Maybe until that time, till HFO and Speed happened, uh, you know, we always have this chat about how the DJs from the North didn't quite think that the DJs from the South would were capable. Or I don't know what, what the word is. So maybe that kind of opened the doors and everybody from everywhere kind of started realizing that Chennai was, oh, okay, there's a party scene in Chennai. Maybe till then that was, nobody knew, you know, because each city was doing their own thing. And I think Speed took it up and started booking DJs from everywhere, those guys going and talking and saying, hey, yeah, Chennai is cool, you know, and it kind of, there was a lot to it. So it was not only music, it was exposure, it was people saying, oh, Chennai, there has there is a party scene, Chennai was open late and whatever. So I think it was, it was what he did with Speed was, um, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, epic. <laughs> to be very honest, I think as of now, uh, uh, Chennai is lacking venues. I, I seriously think Chennai is lacking venues. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure promoters and all are uh, have great ideas and have great concepts. And but when they go back to the board and they see that they have to work only with three venues, it kind of puts them in a box. And there's only that much you can do creatively. So as of now, I think the party scene. It, it, and I say this only because the lack of choice of venues. And I think it's a bit, a little stagnant. And I wish there were a lot more venues, new venues coming out so people can be creative and bring out. China's got a great crowd, great, uh, great, um, uh, what do you say, knowledge of music. Uh, when it comes to knowledge of music, it's a great crowd. And as you can see with festivals. So why, if they're coming to the festivals, why are they not coming to a regular night? Because I don't know. Maybe it's it's like, okay, how many times would you go to the same place? It's, and I get it sometimes. I really get it. And, and and as a promoter, you know how much more you have to put in the effort to make that place, which everybody's been there a thousand times, cooler. Right? It's, 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 it's crazy. So for me, I think uh, as a... Uh, I think Chennai needs a lot more new venues to make it... Uh, to make it to take it to the next uh, 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 step. Uh, there's great crowd, there's great promoters, there's great ideas, there's a creativity. I mean, if, if, if you see the festivals, the setups, the sound, the lights, it's amazing. I mean, but I think they are a, they're put in a box, literally put in a box and said, oh, you can only work with these four walls and it just gets too, too uh, monotonous, I would think, from that point of view. So I think we need more when you for me to be very honest, like how HFO was the was was something that started off the electronic music uh, scene. I think Gomeras was 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 the first guys to start off that whole festival vibe in Chennai with electronic music. Until that time nobody was nobody had done it and it was it was super super cool that they, 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 it felt like they were giving back something to the city. You know what I mean? Oh this is our city, we loved it, we we're passionate about electronic music and here you go. You know, we're doing a, we're doing a festival uh, uh, kind of celebrating our city. It felt like that, you know. So for me, it was uh, it was really, really cool to be a part of it because I always like to give 
for me chennai is uh, as much as we have our problems politically and you know uh, uh, whatever it's still home man i mean it's, it's for me to give back something to home uh, to my home uh, it's awesome uh, for for me gomiras was the guys who started that off yes there's a lot now happening but i think they they're the ones who kind of started everything off and said hey this is chennai you know or this is madras or whatever yeah shiv i i i it's amazing the first time i met shiv was um, at a at a so you know those days in chennai it was a lot of uh, private parties in beach houses and uh, i still remember i was playing for this one uh, private party and uh, shiv also was on the lineup and that's the first time i'm meeting so i was doing the more uh, euro trance sound and he would come in and do the sai sound So when I was playing, uh, he, he, I still remember this conversation with Shiv. Uh, he was like, "Man, you've got a solid technique. Why don't you do? Uh, why don't you start playing Sai? And uh, you know, I can tell you what to play. And why don't you play?" I was like, "Bro, the, the I mean, I, I have, I have no thing for you know. Each one, uh, music is subjective, right? So each one has a preference. Each one has a thing." For me, Sai was not something I would feel as a DJ. So I said, "Dude, it's very easy for me to say, okay, I'll I'll DJ it. But would I DJ that with a passion? No. So what my insight on Shiv is, man, he's 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 a, he's a, he's a he's a super cool guy because he says what he there's no there's no like he will just say it. He, yeah, there's no filter. He'd say it, and I love that about him. and he's just straightforward in i still i still you know there's still conversation he'd come to me and say uh, adam you know i know i'm just giving you my opinion you know and blah 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 and you know say i man but i'm a friend and i'd like dude I, it's super cool I, there's very few people like that who just straight up say say what they say uh you know for me it it, it helps maybe for you know other people i don't know but for me for me shiv is one of those guys who just straight up tell you tell you as is and that's super cool i i really i really like uh, uh that uh, and sometimes you, you know you stop and think oh he's got a point there you know <laughs> so yeah uh, i didn't know till the third edition that it gomeras was run by ship i didn't play till the third edition so till that time i was uh, i only heard about gomeras and i knew this was the school festival had started off and i was like man this sounds so cool but in my mind i was thinking ah why am i not getting booked for this you know and I, but i didn't know who was running it so to be really honest i didn't even know till much later i would only know who actually ran uh, uh, gomadras for me gomadras was the festival that you know what i i in my mind i wanted to be a part of but i didn't know who was uh, uh, was uh, was linked so for me when i found out uh, that uh, shiv and twin uh, and nema were the, were behind it uh later on i would yeah i was like yeah it kind of makes sense because uh, she was always that uh, he felt like the, the the guy who was like okay i need to do something yeah i want to do something i want to do something different i want to do this so yeah i mean uh, it was and um, my thoughts on uh, gomeras anyway i i you know i had already i already explained so so it kind of made sense chennai is is all up for a party all up i mean like i've had uh some of the best nights in chennai and okay maybe i am from chennai so i know the people more but um but it's okay there's only there's, there's new people coming in every time so it's not like i know a lot of new people but i still have a good time at some parties uh, at a lot of parties that you, when you guys book me we had a we have a blast uh, <laughs> flip media books <laughs>
we have a blast but uh, but uh, yeah i just think that uh, the the it's just the venues i think we're just having a, a problem with the venues for me man flipmag it goes a long way i still know how uh, you guys uh, you know started off as being uh, i i still remember uh gautam having a, a chat with me about making it a print magazine uh, and we spoke so much about it because at that time in dubai there was infusion and 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 then we we started chatting about this and how from print and we said oh man it it yes chennai needs something like this or rather india needs something like this because at that time and then you all moved online and then you all moved uh, to events so for me man it's 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 a great journey you guys had and it's 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 amazing that you guys moved into events it's for me it's you guys are you know a bunch of uh, cool cool guys who know what you're doing and uh, uh, creatively the one that's coming to mind right now was the cuba one for the anniversary i mean i loved the production i loved the intimate so the, it, it was super because there was a production and then it was intimate and people right there where literally somebody stretches their hand and they can literally press the stop button on the cd player and this is amazing and i really love the vibe and uh, things but in general man it's been amazing i mean even the even the the, the blend party recently even the um oh, where did i play before uh, so there was blend there was cuba uh, aqua oh yeah the oh wow the aqua party was yeah aqua party was something man yeah actually i can't i can't actually say this was the party i like i i really enjoyed everything and uh, to be honest man this i keep telling everybody this this in in india you have to choose the promoters you play for not the venues you play for but the promoters you play for and i i i like to operate that way because that way the promoter knows me i know them it's 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 a lot easier so so flipmag has been uh, a pleasure to work with it's it's been awesome because i know you guys uh, uh, you know you know your crowd you know what you're doing it's 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 it's, it's amazing yeah so i literally it's like oh, flipmag yeah, let's do it <laughs> you know <laughs> i i don't even ask i don't even ask uh, i don't think i've ever asked dude uh, where are we doing this you know like at the most i would have said oh, which date bro and then that's it i know what you you know i i i know we can't go wrong you know it's 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 always there are a few promoters i always tell the agency as like dude don't even uh, it's flip mag let's do it I, i don't care you know let's just do it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> my link with uh, gautam uh, from flip mag again I, uh, so i uh, if i remember right i think gautam was uh, was was at that time living in two places dubai and uh, chennai so i think uh, he came a lot more to dubai where we would we would hang um i'm trying to think uh, where was the first time uh, i met gautam uh, richie horton uh, bangalore uh, we we finished uh, we finished huh? can walk was the first time Okay so catwalk uh, uh yeah maybe i was i was i was too trashed uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah richie horton uh, bangalore it was the first time i would i would i think uh, i i i think maybe maybe i had met met him a few times before but richie horton was the, the moment i remember because i still remember we were all going to this after party and uh, we finished the event and i think everybody was trying to figure out where the after party would be and i and i remember uh, uh i don't i think the conversation was something like uh we all got into this van and then zaire would be like hey 
Has anybody seen Gautam? And Gautam was sitting right behind saying, I'm here, da. <laughs> okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, and that, that's the time I, I, I think that's the time I got to know that uh, even uh, Gautam was called G because until that time I was like very like, oh, Gautam, Gautam, Gautam. And then that's when I still remember Zayed saying G. I think he said G. And then I was like, who's G? And, you know, from my mind, that was the time I, I made the connection. So for me, um, that started everything. And then from there, it kind of, there was a, I, there's a lot. I mean, we met uh, different points for Flip Mag. We met at different points. Uh, he played for Warp. He played, uh, then, uh, you know, Flip Mag grew. Uh, I think our friendship grew. And yeah, it's just been a super cool ride. So Dubai is all about the big names. Uh, uh, okay, so Techno... Being main, uh, again, I use the word mainstream for lack of choice of words because now techno, there's, again, it's a, you know, the, you have your mainstream techno and then you have the underground techno. So techno became a little more mainstream about a few years ago in uh, Dubai. Till then, it was, um, it was all hip hop and EDM and things like that. Now, a lot of big clubs are doing uh, techno, but they still are booking the big names. So you would have um, only a Carl Cox, uh, you know, if they say techno is Carl Cox or it's a uh, Swen or it's a uh, thing, but they're still catering to the table. Uh, people was, uh, you know, uh, booking tables. Now, what happens in that case is um, I find that not many people are there for the music itself. It's about the brand and it's about who's promoting the party. And uh, in all probability, a lot of people don't know who the hell is playing, but there's 5,000, 6,000 people, which is great. Uh, that's, uh, it's great that techno has now become mass. Now it's a question of who gets the right techno and who doesn't get the right techno, which is great. So I'm that. So that's Dubai. It's all about the big names. It's all about uh, everybody wants Elro. Everybody wants uh, Awakenings. Everybody wants uh, you know things that sell uh, big brands. Uh, in Europe, um, again, man. I mean, from what it was before to what it was when I went, uh, even in this summer, there's a lot of change. I feel there's a lot more mainstream techno now that's being pushed but they do it in a more you know in a much uh, uh, there the brand also takes importance so for example the brunch in the park which is a, well, it's a really big brand in uh, Barcelona they sell without even a lineup they'll sell 3000 tickets it's, it's sold right, because of the brand so people already know that it's brunch in the park and it's going to be crazy and I think a lot more of that needs to come in everywhere else because now everybody's relying too much on the DJs to sell their event you're going to run out of DJs at some point, right? How many Carl Cox can you book? How many Swens can you book? At one point, everybody's like, dude, I've seen this guy so many times. So my thing is, if you make the brand big enough and people will follow the brand, it really doesn't matter who you're playing out. Then it adds that much more weight when you have a Carl Cox. It's like, oh, wow, that's Carl Cox. So you're getting the extra people. So I think that's where the difference, major difference between what is happening in Europe and what's happening everywhere else is that they have brands. Like I would book a ticket to Time Warp. I don't care who's on Time Warp. I would book it. If they, if I'm going to Manheim, I will book it. It's Time Warp. I know I, it, they can't go wrong. Likewise for Awakenings. Uh, likewise for, um, uh, I don't know, I mean, any other brand. That I think is missing a lot in uh, Dubai or in, uh, in, 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 in India because everybody's trying to sell more on the DJs. I want, it's great. Uh, you know, to have a brand that people can go to. So it's coming up. I'm not saying no, there's the magnetic fields. Everybody is going. It doesn't matter. There's, uh, uh, is there any other festival? Maybe Echoes of Earth. 
I think it's slowly getting there. So there are, but uh, but I wanted to like I would like it to be a lot more like uh, you know where people are making plans. Like for example, Sona. Half the people who go to Sona don't know who's playing in Sona, but they're going. There's 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 twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people going. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's. I, I think that needs to be a lot more over here where people are trusting the brand more than the more than I, oh I want to see the DJ so it's, it's okay Blue Marlin so and all are operating more on the fact of just uh, PR and hype it's a lot of people who are uh, they're doing a great job don't get me wrong I mean they're, they're, they're doing a super job and at some point marketing plays a big part in everything it just depends on how you're marketing the, the thing there have been times Blue Marlin has not done so well because the DJ is not well known so I don't know uh, you know, yes, there's a few people who go to Blue Marlin nevertheless, but whether they're going to Blue Marlin or whether they're going because they know the owner and owner is giving them, uh, you know, some uh, king treatment, that I don't know. But uh, there has been, because if if the, if the you're following the brand, it doesn't matter who's playing, right? It, it, it should be, then why is Blue Marlin only booking Black Coffee and why is Blue Marlin only booking Solomon? Why is they can book, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 Eat Up Kyle? Would people go to Blue Marlin? I don't think so. Uh, you know, uh, because nobody knows who ETAP is. So, things are like that. I mean, I still don't think uh, Dubai is uh, is yet. Um, yes, everybody wants to be to a, everybody wants to go to a Blue Marlin, but provided there's also a big DJ playing. So, like, recently Black Coffee was playing and it must have been packed because it's Black Coffee. Uh, but if somebody else is playing the next week, we don't know whether people would still have the same uh, there are some names who still pull, uh, who still pull. But at some point, I'm thinking they're going to run out of the pull. I I don't know. I'm thinking, right? Because at some point, now techno is the cool thing, but at some, everything has a circle. And at some point, techno is not going to be so cool anymore. It's going to become underground. So then, what what do these brands do? They're going to change their sound, right? Because they're following the trend. They're not following the sound. It's not like oh, I'm passionate about techno, so I'm doing techno. Or, no, it's, it's, they're selling tables. They don't care what is what techno is. They they just care whether people are going to come and spend that twenty thousand dirhams on the table. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I don't think yet it's it's happening. I think it's all about the bookings for them yet. But that's my personal take. Yeah, I went to Dubai uh, thinking that um, as with any uh, any 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 person going abroad, you know, from India, it's like uh, oh, I'm going abroad. It's only going to get better. So I initially, when uh, I moved from, I was going to move from India to uh, to Dubai. It was like I was moving abroad, you know, from from India. It's the thing, right? It's like you oh, I'm in India. I'm going abroad. It only gets better, right? But uh, when I went there, I kind of realized that the only scene that was happening there was a lot of clubs uh, were, were were having a majority of the commercial scene. In fact, there was a lot of bands happening. So the DJs were taking the back. Uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, backstage in the sense that uh, bands would be their main uh, uh, selling point for any club. In terms of electronic music, Dubai was uh, doing funky house at the time and uh, progressive progressive house. I remember very well. So techno wasn't even a thing. But when I moved to, when I was going to Dubai, in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, I'm going, you know, we're already playing techno in India. So, man. Obviously, you know, it's Dubai. We're going abroad and it has to be techno. But no, I mean, at that time, there was no there was no techno scene. I, I went in the uh, idea of looking for a job <clears throat> as a resident DJ uh, or anything. First, the plan was to do specific nights. Uh, but then it turned out to be like I'd be a resident DJ. 
but then I kind of decided that I don't want to do residencies anymore. It was not, I'd, I'd already, it's like, I'm done with that. So the only way forward was to start my own night to feature my own sound. Um, uh, so I started in 2004, Warped. Uh, actually, we started off in a really small club called uh, Kopas in Burdubai in Four Point Sheraton. Uh, I actually spoke to the manager. I was trying a lot of different places where I just wanted to have a platform to feature my sound. Nobody, nobody, nobody would uh, would give me uh, give me an opportunity because uh, there was a lot of. Um, uh, again, I'm not trying to be uh, you know whiny about the whole fact of uh, racism, but. In a way, there was a lot of that uh, being featured where there were certain clubs and there would only be white skin DJs. And there were certain clubs uh, where hip-hop and R&B would be. And it, it was known that, yes, you would only have like an African-American uh, DJ or it's uh, or uh, or DJs who are... In their mind, there was a perception. Every sound had a, had a, had a certain uh, uh, style or image of a DJ. And he, being Indian and brown skin, it was not featuring anywhere. You would only be sent, okay, you know, that's what you, you know, that's what in their minds, that's what you were supposed to do. So going to clubs and giving me, uh, giving out a demo CD and like, hey man, give it a listen. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't working out and not many people were even heard of techno at that time. Okay. Yes. At that time I was playing 140 BPM, but that techno was 140 BPM at that time. It, it, you know, it, it has evolved. What it is today, it's different. There's variation. But at that time, it was so nobody. So I decided to start my own night. I started a Wednesday night in a club in in Burdubai. Uh, in in in, uh, I, I spoke to the manager. In fact, the manager is the the guy who gave me the opportunity is in Bangalore. I've lost touch with him completely. His name is Carlton, and uh, so I went to Carlton and I was like, "Please, Carlton, I need, I need to, I need to play." What do I need to do to play? He was like, Adam, we got talking and he was a good friend. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't say a good friend. He was a, he's a, he's a nice, nice guy. So he was like, dude, I have Wednesday. Take it up. I do X amount on business. And if you do anything more than that, it's yours, right? So we started off on a, on a, on a, on a, on a Wednesday. And for me, in my mind, I was like, uh, I don't care about what we are making. And I wanted to DJ. I had not DJed. Uh, I think I moved in 2002 until 2004. I hadn't DJed. Like it was getting so frustrating, you know. Like uh, I, I, I had my two decks at home. That was a, my first investment. Was by I, I took whatever money I had and I bought two turntables. I still have them. Uh, it was my first investment and it is my prized possession. So I used to play at home, but as publicly, I didn't get an opportunity. So when I had the opportunity, I was like, dude, whatever, 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 whatever. You you want me to pay you? I would pay you, but I want to play, whatever. So he gave me the opportunity. In fact, he's the first one. He asked me, hey, you're doing the Wednesday night. What do you want to call it? I don't know. What do you want to call it? Call it Wednesday night at Copas. I don't care, you know, like, so no, 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 no. We need a name. So he sat me down and he was like, uh, tell me something about your music. And he was like, yeah, at that time I was playing only records. So I was like, yeah, you know, it's 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 heavy bass lines, it's it's twisted, uh, you know, synths and uh, you know stabs. Uh, you, there's hardly any vocals, and so in that conversation, I because when you're playing records, sometimes your record is warped. You know where it's uh, you know if you think so when you put the needle, it's you see the record going. So I was like, yeah, sometimes my record is warped, and he was like, hey, that's a cool name. Literally, that's how warped started off. At that time, he's like, no, you should call it warped. 
was like, dude, call it anything you want. I want to play. I didn't have a plan at that time that WAP would be something that I would carry on for 14 years and it would stick and I didn't I didn't have a plan. So that's exactly how it happened. Of course, after after Copas happened, I did a couple more gigs in, at IBO. I did a couple more gigs at uh, Planetarium and things like that. But that would be my first uh, platform that I kind of uh, had to create for myself, uh, sort of. It wasn't a plan that uh, I, I, you know, it, it wasn't a plan that I want to book DJs or something. It was something that I want. I had to play myself. I had to create something. So basically, it was something that I created for my sound. And at that time, techno, not that time, it's techno is still my passion, my lifestyle, my everything. So at that time, it was like I needed a platform. So that's how it came about. So I was doing Warped, and alongside that time, uh, they, 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 uh, uh, I had met a couple of. I used to go a lot to I, uh, I go to party. So I got to know these uh, guys who were running it. Really super cool guys, uh, Palestinian guys. Very cool guys. Super party. I mean, at that time, I think, till today, I think in Dubai, those were the best parties. I don't think you can ever get that back. And the guy who was running it also, a guy called, uh, I forget his name. Uh, So we kind of hit it off. And then I was talking to him and I was like, uh, you know, man, check out my music and things like that. And he kind of really, really, he was one of the few guys uh, who, he was not a, electronic music person at all he was a musician but he would play live music so he's a you know he does his whole live thing but he would be the guy who would uh, who came to me and he said listen man it's it's cool what you're doing and let's do a night again i was already in warp but he would give me a wednesday night in uh, ibo where i created another brand called decibel so Warp kind of took over from that, and it was always I was it was something that I would always do. But Decibel is a few events I did at uh, Ibo, and maybe that's how you are linking it to me. But I didn't ever do Warped at uh, Ibo. Ibo was always Decibel. I created that brand. Uh, it was the first first uh, I say uh, the first brand I created in the sense that I had a plan because Warped had started for me, and I didn't have a plan. Warped was completely uh, no plan. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have a. I didn't have a creator. I didn't have a thing. There, at that time, there was no Facebook. And then, but Decibel would be that first uh, project that I actually paid money to somebody to create a logo for me, and I knew that it was important that on a flyer we have a, a cool logo and things like that. So that would be Decibel. But Decibel, I did. I think uh, ten or twelve events. But then Ibo after that had a lot of issues and they had to shut shop and so we would stop. But Warped continued and I kept moving Warped uh, in different places. Uh, we, we The longest would be Copas. I ran, uh, we became really, uh, it became a really popular for Wednesday night. So the manager came to me and said, hey, let's do Friday. And that's how I moved to a Friday. And then we would alternate with the Cytrons night. So in, in a month, it would be a techno Cytrons, techno Cytrons. So we kind of created that, oh, if you want underground electronic music, you would go to Copas on a Friday, which was uh, which had its advantages and its disadvantages for obvious reasons. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I used to, at one point, live in Four Point Sheridan, uh, it was my, uh, for a lot of us, we would start in Viceroy. My first uh, resident DJ job would be Viceroy in Four Point Sheridan. I started playing uh, uh, Wednesday nights at uh, uh, Viceroy's where I would play chill out and uh, uh, house music as a pre-party. And then people would head out to their party. 
I, I, I pitched that idea to the food and beverage manager and he, I don't know, he kind of liked it. So that would be my first residency. And then I moved to Copas for, for Vopt. So for me, Four Point Sheraton at one time I would live. But if you ask me if I'll go back again today, I don't think so. <laughs> it's not, they're not the same. <laughs> uh, at that time, uh, uh, the Chennai nightlife scene was taking a beating because uh, until that time, uh, there was a time, I don't know if you remember, there was a time we would, we would run till 7, 8 in the morning. Nobody cared about Chennai nightlife. But there was a time, uh, I would say, when that whole Jessica Lal incident happened in Delhi, uh, which kind of took a toll in North, but it kind of uh, affected uh, South. And it was the first time that people kind of uh, started getting up and saying, oh, nightlife is not a um, safe zone. And so Chennai was having a problem. That was the first time I've ever known Chennai having a situation when it came to nightlife, till that time, nobody, nobody cared. Nobody cared. I, I, I think I can safely say now we've actually run HFO where we told people we've sent public out, lock the doors, and run till ten o'clock in the morning. We've done that, uh, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. But yeah, that changed everything. And then we were not, uh, we were not in, uh, we were not in. We, uh, the, the the nightlife was not that uh, long, so which means. Everybody was started shutting at 11 o'clock, which means DJs were not uh, required. It was like, by the time you do background music, everybody had to go home, you know. So, so that kind of, and at that time, Shireen uh, got a job in uh, Dubai. And I said, yeah, maybe if that didn't happen, I don't think I would have ever left uh, Chennai, uh, you know, because uh, you kind of live in that bubble, you know. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's why I moved to Dubai. Now it's a lot more easier. You can approach uh, different venues and do events. But are there a lot of Indians promoting underground music? I'm trying to think. Uh, no, because uh, yeah, yeah, there's a few of them doing a few parties, but nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, to answer your question, whether it is difficult, I don't think it's difficult anymore. It's, it's just a question of now everybody's just worried about what numbers you're going to bring in, how many people you're going to do. Yeah, it's just the money, it's just the racket, it's just everything. It's 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 got nothing to do with uh, thing. But yes, there are some places in Dubai who are particular about which promoter they give it to in terms of the color of the skin. You know what I mean? It's like uh, uh, being an Indian uh, promoter, whether it's a DJ or not. Some venues are openly not up. Oh, he's an Indian promoter or a DJ. He will bring in Indians. I'm not up for that. They don't say that. Um, again, it's, it's they don't say that. But when you're sitting and chatting with them, you get that vibe off them. So, yeah, yeah, it's a very gray area. Nobody says anything. It's, uh, it's, uh, but it's, 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 it's known. So there are some venues. But over years, I've been there from 2002. So now I know who to approach and who not to approach. So yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Indian promoters uh, trying to do uh, parties, but uh, some of them end up doing it in the wrong venue. It doesn't last. Uh, some of them don't get the opportunity because they are they are trying to hit up the wrong venue. Uh, so yeah, I would think that uh, that still exists in in, in Dubai a lot. Uh, the baggage you carry, they've already perceived. You know, they're already oh, they already think. They know the baggage you're going to carry into the club. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, that's why after 2014, I actually stopped uh, uh, WAP for a bit. But yeah, my dream for WAP was to be based out of uh, Dubai, but to take it as a brand that I want to do parties everywhere else. The only reason I've never, I've never 
uh, what do you say, kind of taking it too much ahead is because if I want to do a warp party, I want to bring something different. And if I can't bring something different, then I, I don't want to do the party, you know. What's the difference? It's like uh, Adam's playing, it's warp, but where is the difference? It shouldn't be that Adam's playing, it's warp. Oh, no, no, it's warp or it's Adam playing. It's, it cannot be two same things. So if I want to do a warp party anywhere, I want the production, I want to do something different, I want to bring something different. If I can't do that, but to answer your question, I... I I don't think anything is better or uh, better or bad or worse. I just uh, like to think that whoever gives me the opportunity and can support me in my ideas, I will do it. For now, yeah, Dubai kind of works because uh, Dubai is a little more open with the whole, uh, you know, uh, there are a few promoters who are open to giving me a little extra hand in doing what I want, like the creative. They don't care. Uh, thing or what I do inside the club, they wouldn't care. No, so uh, going back to what I was saying before, I I really really want to bring the whole brand idea with Warped, where it really doesn't matter who's playing because I want to get out of that uh, get out of that uh, zone. Today in Dubai, a lot of promoters are facing. I know I know promoters who are booking big name Indian DJs who are not doing so well in Dubai. Why? Why? Because. The Indian DJs are big in India. Nobody in Dubai knows them. Uh, it, it, even though we have a um, huge Indian population, it doesn't mean that they are going to come out just because that DJ is playing. Yeah, again, uh, what I'm trying to say is we have to create a brand. Uh, a brand. After that, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. People have to trust that and go. So I want to create brand, uh, warp, a brand. Uh, so... Even if I, if you see my event page and all that, I don't write about the DJs. I don't write about the DJs at all. My plan is to always have the new DJs and so people can experience it. It's easy for me to keep booking the same DJs that people know. But how am I different? There are so many other guys who have not been heard who I dig and I want them there. Uh, but how the Dubai people know them? I uh, know these guys. So I want them to come for what? And then along the way, if they come to Warp and then they like they they have that DJ there, they say, "Hey, cool! This who's this DJ?" That's what I wanted to be, rather than them coming. So I want Warp to be like that. That's why you'll see the information on Warp, uh, the banners and the creative. It's a lot less, a lot minimal. But I want them. I want the kind of creative to be a little more that people hopefully people talk about. I don't know whether people are talking about it or not. I I I'm quite excited about every. Uh, there's a story with every creative but for us you know if people ask me about the story i will tell them but i i don't bother going and telling but for me there's a story with everything even the new creative uh we sat down we spoke about it and we wanted to go a certain direction and um uh, it, there is a story uh, i i do that with ev all my artwork now my mama said yes i am <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay, I have to keep remembering that, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. because they're not going to be taking it. Yeah, 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 that thing. Thank you. Thank you for having me.